0: Welcome to the Exponential Potential Podcast with your hosts, Claire Oatway and Jennifer Evans, with expert guests sharing inspiring and uplifting stories, groundbreaking, rule-shaking ideas, fresh perspective, powerful top tips and tools on an array of topics designed to help you thrive in all areas of life.
1: So welcome
0: to yes, another edition of Exponential Potential. And as you guys know, we're here every week and we examine um you know all the different tactics, strategies, approaches to help you to thrive in times of great change. And boy, are yes, time's changing. And um, you know, I'm sometimes when I go into an interview, I kind of think, ah, oh, people should listen to the outtakes because I think um Sometimes those first connections are really special, no matter where you're in life, whether you're recording a podcast or whether you're meeting in a street or in a conference or, or wherever. Um, there's something really magic about that. And it's always a good marker of a great conversation. And I think, Brad, we're going to have a great conversation.
1: <laughs> it? That's there I'm excited.
0: <laughs> so, everybody, this is Brad Epsilrad. Um, and he is bringing a wealth of knowledge to the table. This month, we are talking about self-sabotage and all of the ways that we stop ourselves from being who we truly are meant to be, and how we kind of you know ch- hide hide our light away when when actually we just need to open up and and be the person that we're meant to be on this planet because we need to. And this is such an important topic, not just for um many of the women that will be listening and but also there's a lot of people who feel that they're defined to be a a particular type of person and i see this week in week out in terms of leadership and you feel like you have to fit a mold when actually no 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 so, so let me tell you why brad's super special um so brad's a consultant and speaker and he uses message to support entrepreneurs and coaches uh, kind of people with a with a strong vision um and you help them to really tap into what sets them apart and you know what I love about uh, your approach and your style is that you you really sing to a life of fulfillment and truth
1: away from all the bullshit <laughs> everything that we've thought
0: we should be um and you're a founding member of the Association of Transformational Leaders in Southern California. I really want to find out about that, for mm. sure. Um, and also of the Association of Transformational Leaders in Costa Rica. Again, an absolutely fascinating place. Um, I'm so full of joy to have these interviews because I, I get to learn so much about people and about their tribes. And um, it gives me a lot of hope to find you know, others that are like this in the world today. Um, mm. So I'm really excited to talk about this. We're going to dive into a number of different topics. Uh, but yeah, welcome, Brad.
2: I'm really, really happy to be here. And it, it, uh, I feel so seen by your introduction there. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. So, so
0: why don't you introduce yourself in terms of, you know, your background? How how did you from Southern California and from Costa Rica and you know, how how did you end up here? <laughs>
2: hey, well, here I am, ironically, back in Southern California. I am living in Mexico and I'm back here for a couple of weeks and um, so I'm sort of grounding back into some of what was my old stomping grounds for about 25 years here in Orange County. Um but, but I think the short and quick answer is, uh, you know, getting into this work is sort of uh, massive amounts of pain bring you to some sort of threshold of needing a shift in your life. I'm sure you can relate to that. And everybody listening and watching can probably get that. Self-indulgence was something that I knew well. Uh, racing, motocross, um, you know, not womanizing, but certainly indulging in all things that life had to offer for a long time. But there's that little tickling experience of something's missing, something's not there, the feather's tickling. If we ignore the feather long enough, the brick will hit us. If we ignore the brick, we get taken out by a Mack truck. And that kind of wakes us up to you know, this isn't working, something's not working here, something needs to change. And that that defining moment was my father's passing. And that was when I really said, okay, I've got to make a shift here. And that was in 2005. And that really opened me up to wanting to dive into the deep work of finding my fulfilling, purposeful, sort of service-based, contribution-focused work. So that's sort of the short answer. We can dive in some more, but that's that's it.
1: Because when you when you talk about that that
0: big old shift, and um sometimes you know, you've made it sound like it was a, a really explosive change, and you know I imagine that the the dark times after losing your dad were you know a really big push, but you almost describe it as um a little bit of a corrosive action, so it it kind of just gradually eats away kind of you know what's going on here you're still having a lot of fun you know can you describe what that what that feels like how did that show up for
2: you yeah well said the corrosive is a good way to describe it it's you know I I find that we distract ourselves when we're not living our purpose Uh, I did a men's did some men's work way back in the early 2000s and He he said it this way, very simply, either you're addicted or you're on purpose. And and to to really feel it's like you're either distracting or addicted to something, avoiding, you know, what what we do. Right. So it's sex, drugs, uh, uh, anything to avoid our reality, shopping, social media, too much television. We're just right. We're just doing all these things. So feeling into that. That what like this isn't working. I'm completely distracting myself. Something needs to shift. I can feel it somewhere. It's like there's just like it's just that irky kind of corrosive. That's such a great word for it. I've never heard someone describe it. Mm -hmm. So fortunately and unfortunately, we have that moment in our lives to finally look within and to finally be forced to slow down enough to really listen, to really feel. And you'll notice I'm even taking small little breaks between when I'm communicating to to tune in a little bit. So being clairsentient and an empath, a high empath, like that plagued me for a long time too. So, so there wasn't, there was booked in parallel, both the corrosion happening, but also this gift that was emerging that was being stuffed down and avoided with distraction and addiction.
1: Yeah.
2: And I love the saying, fear is excitement without the breath. And oftentimes you, you know, we're just not breathing. We're not tuning in enough to the present moment to feel it and to speak from that space. So I'm running around ignoring that that beauty of the of the space that's available to all of us, just distracted, addicted. And you know, and sometimes we have something that happens enough to slow us down to really tune in now
1: um and just in that short response you've given so much wisdom um and the way that that
0: resonates for me um in my own burnout story was to the outside world you're up there you're hugely successful, you're living the kind of life that loads of people would envy. You know, for me, it was international speaking, kind of earning well, great family, blah, 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 blah. But it was feeling more and more like a sugar rush. Mm. And so you'd have it and then it would go and then you'd have it and then you go. And it it
1: wasn't
0: really filling a need. It was... and, And each time you'd push it further... But the hit
1: was smaller.
0: <laughs> Just like, oh. But again, kind of in in a way, um, I'm so I'm so grateful that you brought us to that to begin with because for a lot of people, they will see self um as addiction to drugs or alcohol or or behaviours that that get in the way. Perhaps even people pleasing. That was the conversation I had with my my co host. Actually, we can sabotage our true path by being addicted to work or to the wrong work or you know, being busy, (laughs) busy or you know, being kind of this outward success model that's that's actually more of a float, more of a disguise than you you realize.
1: Well said, I'm feeling
2: into that as you're sharing it, like, yep Uh uh-huh just checking all those things off along the (laughs) path of self-discovery and awakening um you know sometimes we need well unfortunately most people need that defining moment to really be the genesis for them to open up to something deeper i i I want to believe that we don't need that but i've found that most need god to god universe source to shove them into their purpose you know Uh, yeah, the trauma becomes such a beautiful, beautiful um, opportunity. But but I will say this: I was asking for a long time. I didn't know I was asking, right? I was like, "Man, please, something needs to shift." I'm ready. But during that process of wailing and being in deep pain, wailing, just bawling, wailing, finally breaking down so much in the hallway of my my condo here in Orange County, and. Asking with so much intensity for my purpose to show up, like, please, I do not want to die with my voice still in me, like my father did. I watched him suffer so much because he was so gifted, having that same clear sentient and empath thing. but he didn't know what it was. And to be able to finally say, I'm ready to step into whatever this is. like like I know if you're watching this, there there you may have that feeling of desire to shift into something bigger. But but there's fears that tend to get in the way, and we can talk about those. I have found working with thousands of people throughout the years that there's kind of fears that get in the way. Yeah,
0: common patterns, and with the with the work that you do with you know visionary entrepreneurs and and leaders, you know, they're I'm guessing they're not coming to your door, kind of going, I've got an inkling that uh, <laughs> there's something a bit more there. They're probably coming to your door because they're feeling exhausted, frustrated, or feeling like they're kind of not able to quite reach the next level, you
2: know, not not always, uh, you know, yeah, a lot of the people I work with are are finding that they've got that that intuitive nudge that's starting to sort of nudge them as well, and they're they're saying, why, why am I afraid to step all the way in? I mean, I've certainly worked with high producing you know, super high performing individuals. But the, the, the funny thing is there, we have to check in. It's like, what's their driver? What's what's their motivation? We need to, we need to find out if they're running down the wrong path instead of walking down the right one. Right. So it's kind of all the same thing. And I love to, to uh, use Alex Mendozian's uh, sentence of enthusiastically running in the wrong direction. So even though they've been successful and they're achieving outward success like you were sharing before, there's something still gnawing at them that may be a little deeper, so we can start exploring the deeper, more meaningful part of, of what's driving them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned you mentioned that there's there's um a few patterns, there's a few themes that you see in yeah. in terms of what gets what gets in the way. And um, yeah, Pat, could you open that a little bit.
2: You bet. So, after having produced over 200 live events and worked with a lot of people leading masterminds and and co-founding the Association of Transformational Leaders in Costa Rica, and then being a founding member of the Association here in Southern California for probably 15 years, I've found that amongst all of those people, that there's the same sort of self-sabotaging drivers. And or what I call dragons or fears that are sort of in the way, but they're gifts the same. But but these are what tend to get in the way. So it's imposter, scarcity, value, unheard, and critics. So who am I to do this as the imposter? Like wow, I, I you know even when I started my public work, there was this intensity of I'm thrusted to the. To, to the front of a stage with hundreds of people, and I'm grieving my father, and I'm I'm like this. What was just on NBC Nightly News, and all these things are happening like through me. I'm channeling all this stuff's happening, and I'm standing on stage like, who am I to do this? Like this is crazy. I I'm just just a guy that that begged and asked so intently for my purpose to show up, and here it is. And 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 I had major imposter syndrome. I think even at any level, I found it doesn't matter. You know, I was just formerly the COO of the Independent National Convention here in the U.S., and you know, I'm I'm experiencing that myself. Like, who am I to be the COO of this big political movement, right? And and I'm seeing seeing and experiencing people inside of the community watching their imposter syndrome pop up, even though they're powerful and. It's happening to all of us all the time at different levels, right? Yeah. So fascinating to observe the imposter syndrome that, that shows up. And then, of course, scarcity. You know, will I get enough clients? What if, what if I take the leap and try to set myself free? You know, will, will, will I make the money that I, that I want to make? Can I create the impact I want to create? Scarcity. Yeah. And then, of course, value. You want me to just keep going through these? I can rattle through them. keep quicker.
0: going. I'm like, so go, 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 go. Yeah.
2: So, so so value is will I charge what I'm worth? Oftentimes we we uh doubt ourselves and discount our fees and oh no, this two things will happen. Either, either uh they're not gonna pay what I'm charging, or they don't have the money to pay for what I'm charging. Both of those are a mistake. <laughs> um, we don't want to lower our fees to hopefully get a, a client, but the point is that. I've made that mistake oftentimes that I don't think this person has the money to hire me and they totally do. I'm projecting and judging uh, before I should and they've had the money. Uh, so that's value. So imposter, scarcity, value, unheard. So what if I build this big platform or I'm on stage, like even right now, I'm going through all these five dragons right now as I'm sharing with you, it's totally normal. These were created through me as me with me and everybody else we're all battling these right nobody's immune to them so what if i what if i'm sharing something right now and people don't really care about the message and i end up unheard or i'm out sharing something on social media or a youtube channel and it's unheard and it doesn't land so that's the unheard and then critics is what if i ultimately do achieve the dream and i'm criticized on social media uh, and part of the critics thing is, I'll get so busy, I will be buried in my business and not free like I thought I was going to be. We'll criticize ourselves, we'll we'll potentially get criticized from others, and then we won't step into our purpose fully.
1: I can see
0: I can see so many of those elements in in you know people that i work with people that i work alongside with in you know in in the mirror in my family and and so on i i want i want to perhaps explore one that you maybe don't get asked so much about and that's the unheard um particularly where you've opened up in terms of clairsentient and you know, really exploring leaning into um kind of the universe or spirituality
1: or guidance you know for a for a lot of people bringing spirituality to the table is
0: it can sometimes be a barrier or a fear it's like well because it is so close to you once you lean into those beliefs you mm. you feel that you want to hold it yeah, you know, like it's a, a really fragile gift you don't want it to be um shattered or mocked or undermined or you know kind of you know, how. Is it yeah, how's that played for you? And also, how has it been received? Is it something that you bring through quite strongly in your work?
2: It's an interesting question. The the, the unheard thing, what first came up. I'll speak to this. Is just in human relating, uh, not even so much in marketing and business building and sharing a message, but but in 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 inner and interpersonal relating, uh, in particular in relationship. And everything generates from relationship, right? We're beginning a relationship in this conversation. We're we're having a beautiful beginning of a relationship. People are experiencing me and having a relationship with me at some level, watching this and listening to this. So uh and being heard is probably about the top thing for anyone in any relationship right it's like you're not hearing what i'm saying and then of course men are from mars women are from venus we're communicating in two different frequencies two different planets (laughs) hugely apart (laughs) so you know starting in any relationship but in particular our our love relationships or or close relationships and then we'll talk about the business thing next but But the ability to really feel heard and to be able to witness and experience someone being with us in a way that they're communicating in a way to feel heard will will alleviate so much of any of the self-sabotage we have or any of the discomfort we have or doubts or fears. But here's what's crazy. Just and I know this most of you're saying it's probably mostly women here watching this. I think you'd mentioned that. You guys are so much better at this. We're idiots. We do our best. Like we need, we need just love and support when we're really trying as men to, to, to be good listeners and good communicators and really, you know, I joke about that, but um, I want to share this piece that might land the plane a little more. So I did an Imago therapy session with, uh, with somebody, I don't know if you know the Imago uh, brilliant Harville Hendricks work, but we paid a dear friend of mine paid for a, a girlfriend and I in the past to do this Imago therapy session and and mostly what we were doing was just being so heard and and, and felt and listened to in our communication that any of the problems we had just dissolved. Point being that we didn't even need to discuss the problems. They just needed to be presenced in a way that they were so heard that they just went away. They just dissolved in the moment. So if we can give ourselves that opportunity with others, but ultimately with ourselves that, you know, (laughs) how can we allow ourselves to feel so heard in our, and witnessed in our own experience that it can just dissolve in the moment and say, wow, I hear that you're afraid right now, Brad. I hear that you're nervous. You know how can we really get present to ourselves in that and ultimately others do of course yeah yeah
0: that that level of intimacy is um is something that you can hide away from for many 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 years indeed in in the conversation with yourself and that's when you find kind of you, you allow space for all of the other saboteurs, all the other critic voices coming through because you're not hearing you're not paying attention to the messages that are coming through that's right you're discounting them or you're putting them in a box that all of your belief systems say that they should belong in
2: <laughs> yeah and you're right and oftentimes we don't want to admit like oh, i'm not afraid or i'm not anything it's like we need to love these aspects of ourselves and when i interviewed gay Hendricks on my podcast gay was uh, the second guest on my podcast if you know gays work brilliant harville and gay hendrix two different people brilliant work um conscious loving is gay hendrix and the big leap which is a favorite book but uh, one of the things he really things he really reiterates is that aspect of um allowing and fully loving those aspects in ourselves that we're afraid to really uh, mm-hmm. to really feel and witness and yeah and they'll dissolve just from from the the loving yeah <laughs> Sorry, the doggy Enzo's like is the doggy back
0: out? <laughs> there you go, he's gone um he can't hear you you haven't bored him he can't ah, hear him. <laughs> but um but it, it that's really interesting because um I don't know if you know which lipids work. At all, um, I I know Rich. Rich is a member
2: of ATL with me. Yeah, he's he's Uh yeah, yeah. Well,
0: his he's got a great question and a great exercise you can run through, and it's and it's one that I recommend for anybody to run, especially with men, which is along the lines of you know what is it you don't want me to know about you? Yep,
2: yep. He does that a lot.
0: If you can hold someone in that safe enough space that they are prepared for you to be witness to them being witness to -hmm. to their own story you can all of a sudden just dissolve fear Mm
1: -hmm.
0: by being there by being present by you know being in that trusting relationship and creating space for someone to trust themselves Mm -hmm. yeah
2: He, he he shares some really beautiful what i don't want you to know about me shares i think in his group i forget if it's in his facebook group maybe on his profile too but yeah rich is rich is great smart guy wow super high introvert like he's such an introvert you never know it brilliant brilliant yeah
1: yeah 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 so um so for, for you then kind of do you This is where I explain. I don't know
0: if you can hear or not, but my son is on Fortnite in the background,
1: he can, cannot. and so
0: he is breathing away. <laughs> nice. from the between the puppy and my son, this is this is kind of just the life of podcast <laughs> mom and leader. Um, so sorry, he's a little bit distracting at the moment. Um, and I wonder, I wonder what kind of world that he'll grow up in, really, and and right. and how they get shaped into this. Then. You know, and I'm just thinking about all of those examples that you give. And I can see as a Gen X, though, it's like, yep, imposter. Yeah, see it everywhere around. Um, you know, I can definitely see the critic side. And then you go back to your parents. So you go back to your grandparents and how that all shines through in the schooling system. And then you've got these kids coming through at the moment who are living their life. In a completely different paradigm than they are. They are, I just watched an hour worth of Minecraft videos with people screaming at the screen like they are right now, but kind of just making connections and building relationships right the way across the world, kind of beyond any of the normings that we've been through. Um, and I see a fragility because they are not, all, my son, not really given the space to. Ex- Explore who he is, you know, by joining a tribe, kind right. of you, you, you get all these different shapes that you have to be, as opposed to you know, growing to be who you truly are. So um, so his distraction is making me think, you know, how do we prepare people around us to you know to gently place their dragons, whatever their dragons become how, do, how how do you pull some of those um principles that you're described that transcend time and transcend gender transcend culture you know, how do you distill them for other people to 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 say look i I see you I can see that this is this is tripping you up in a in a way that is loving and gentle yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh,
2: right. It, it, it all starts with um, uh, my friend that I'm staying with. Sorry, she's over there in <laughs> her library. So hopefully you can't hear that too much. Um, I, that's why I wanted to have my headset in too, like you do, because it's got the microphone. <laughs> thing, but, but it just wasn't sounding good. So, so here we are. Um, really good question. I think, um, you know, there there's an opportunity to really it's all about courage first and foremost everything I speak about is really about courage because without that we've uh we're kind of stuck um, but I want to speak to the to the new generation first like that's such a fascinating thing to see and witness uh these kids coming through in such a different um awareness they're just so aware they're they're like out of the womb like aware and communicating from all these different places. They're really tuned in and, and, uh, uh, and very different. They're not Gen X, like, like you or me, assuming you're, you're Gen X, I'm Gen yeah. X. Uh, we're like, where's the Play-Doh? Let me go play in the mud. Dude, where's my Barbie? You know I mean? We, the, these kids are coming through and they're like, well, where's my iPad? I'm three years old. This is amazing. And they're watching the secret and all these other transformational things since they were a kid. And studying quantum physics and and spirituality and all these other layers they're like oh well, wow, plant medicine they're 10 years old they're like well, wow, ayahuasca sounds great you know it's just amazing how aware they are um and i have some friends that actually took ayahuasca when they were pregnant so these kids have actually been exposed to ayahuasca when they were actually in the womb so which they they do that in tribes and i don't know if you want to have the plant medicine conversation but that's another part of awakening and facing your dragon is and you you'd mentioned sort of transcendent energy and pulling in uh from from the ethers and that that's one fascinating way to really uh be thrusted into and forced into seeing yourself and facing your dragon as plant medicine. Um but uh, exposure therapy, courage, the, the courage to find face and leverage your fear into your great work is what I like to say. Uh, It's not about slaying your dragon. That's a different metaphor. It's about facing it, loving it, working with it and using your dragon is so powerful. There's so much power there in your shadow. We don't want to we don't want to get rid of it. We want to leverage it up into our great work in the world. So um, exposure therapy, if you have a fear of public speaking, that's what you need to do as as terrifying as it is i still have a fear of public speaking i've spoken 300 plus times i still get nervous i'm excited and nervous now but like i'd mentioned earlier uh uh, uh what's his name i just blanked on his name the 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 founder of gestalt therapy uh, fritz pearl fear is excitement without the breath and so often we're just not breathing so so feeling our fear having the courage to to look within to find out what it might be breathing loving it doing what we're afraid of with exposure therapy and having taking the big leap potentially of doing plant medicine um so those are just some things that come to mind yeah yeah
0: and it's um, and it's as you're talking and I I'm thinking about the the limitless opportunities that are around. So I I am fascinated by AI. I've been used I've been editing and curating AI writing for about two years and exploring how it fits together. Oh. And I'm really, really interested in um well, you know, the robots aren't coming to get your jobs because your boss is going to give it to them. That's with nobody's having that discussion, but we'll we'll leave that to one side. But I am truly fascinated by how concepts like VR and the metaverse can help um not just children but help us all to start to explore, you know, kind of at the edges and start to play with different concepts and different energies and you know talk about public speaking and you know you can almost set up an environment where, where people are encouraged to to face those challenges.
2: Interesting. I, want, I haven't really thought yeah, about want, it that way. This is fascinating.
0: Oh, well, I wonder if it goes far enough, though. I wonder if, and you, you might be able to answer this from, from the work that you've done, but I wonder if you're able to pick up these roles and, and play with them, whether you um, are able to hold yourself long enough to feel the pain and to feel the fear and mm-hmm. to go to some of those lower notes in order to truly transform
1: mm.
0: Yeah. um there's, there's a joke that goes around on instagram and know, yeah, kind of on instagram i'm a <laughs> i'm a swimsuit model on in, instagram because i got paid to be an influencer on a, on a swimsuit brand it just terrified the hell out of me um but there's also jokes i'm a professional footballer because i play fifa and so kind of with technology we're able to yeah, you know, just try this out. I'm, you know, I've got a side hustle that makes me, you know, good enough to take on Lord Sugar or, you know, it's I can be who I want to be, which is which is so cool and so empowering. But I wonder if it it keeps us here instead of really forcing us to connect into, you know, our, our soul's journey that the pain that you felt, you know, kind of that really drove you forward.
2: I just want to make sure I'm clear. So the question you said that keeps us here versus deeper is, are you saying here is technology? Is that the here?
0: Here's technology. And also, um, you know, kind of where, where personality and identity is so fluid now that kind of, especially younger generations are so accepting of, whoever you can be you you kind of don't you don't go through examining your beliefs or your limitations necessarily because there will be a tribe that loves and accepts you but there's there's something in the grit. there's something in the Mm. the challenge there's something in the questioning that um that yeah I I just wonder whether the transformation can come at, at this level or if you have to go beyond the technology mm. and play some of those darker notes in order to really be able to transform. I think
2: the, best, short, best answer, the, heavy. <laughs> sorry, the short answer is you absolutely need to go deeper. I don't, I, I think it's, uh, yeah, we've got to really feel the heal and, and processes to, to, to get us to that you know that's where plant medicine just pierces through your ego or your personality. So I'm hearing a couple different. You know, there's gender fluidity and that personality acceptance thing you mentioned, which is interesting. There's sort of two parallel things, and then there's the ego, the personality, the identity. It's like it's really fascinating. Um, you know, I, 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 for me, and and maybe not everybody has to go through this level of intensity or. Pain or uh, trauma to get to the point where they can get access to the to the deeper wounds or the deeper deeper grooves. but i I've I haven't experienced that personally. I've found that I need to <clears throat> excuse me, be in an environment. Uh, you know, for example, the Hoffman Institute is one. I've now I've produced over two hundred live events, spoken well over three hundred, but attended probably one hundred and fifty seminars, workshops, conferences. Plant medicine ceremonies, you know, and the ones that really ferret out and get to the deep core stuff were always the most challenging and and they take a lot of work. You think you're getting there, and then all of a sudden you're you're pushed up against the the really deep core stuff, and it's a couple layers underneath that, even still, before you get to the really core sort of stuff. So I don't know that VR could get get you there, and maybe it could.
0: <laughs> I'll give them a few more years. We'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think if they created a workshop that was, you know, I, I think it all, all starts with mommy and daddy, as much as we want to blame ex-boyfriend, ex-husband, ex-girlfriend, whatever it is, former business partner, coworker, person driving on the street, it, it, it's always mommy, daddy. So how can we get to the core of where, where that imprinting happened? Consciously or unconsciously, as a child, and that's really what the Hoffman process is all about.
1: Mm. Yeah, that family so what, it, con-
2: family constellation work, I think, is really the deepest. Like you were saying, grandma, mama, and grandma. Yeah. yeah, that's that's where. Well,
1: it's
0: at. Yeah, and kind of in in so many ways, you know, I it, when you, I can talk from my own experience that, but, but kind of through my own pain, I I started to explore the identity of my parents and their blocks and my grandparents and and their blocks and you know how all of that had laid into my world that I was a high achiever who you know nearly worked myself to death yeah but it's but kind of as as you're going through life you you don't you don't notice the patterns you don't notice the kind of unraveling at the edges or the you know the corrosive nature of that necessarily um because you're merrily along along that path so
2: well we're distracting um, ourselves like we talked about earlier just in full distraction mode and you know trying to create some sense of self-love and and self-esteem through external external ways you know whatever it is degrees you know i've been all over media i mean there is some element of cool i've got all this media on my resume and bio or or for some it's degrees and letters after their name or whatever it is right or title but again that's all the identity surface level stuff that's that's all bullshit in the end it's all it's all nonsense right but but we identify it and in the 3D world it, it it works for us, it helps us at some level, but at our core sort of spiritual essence level, that's 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 not who we are. That's not what we're seeking to set free. That's that's yeah, it's just another distraction form of distraction.
1: For sure. And so do you think that
0: kind of plant medicine and um perhaps the shamanic rituals by you know extension? really open up a gateway for you to realize that there is that much more to be seen there's and once you pull back the veil on reality (laughs) as it were you kind of realize that it's the fucking awesome world um
2: It, it pierces the veil and some of them aren't quite strong enough to really have the breakthrough experience that really pierces through the personality and identity um but 5-MeO-DMT is to me the most beautiful it's it's called the god molecule um, N,N-DMT, which is the active ingredient in ayahuasca and this is actually an ayahuasca vine here you can't you probably can't um. see it but I, I always have that close to me and close to my heart it's it's under my shirt but uh ayahuasca is beautiful intense uh it's a very long arc of communing with Yourself and with spirit, and and I'll share more about I, uh I think it's important, but the experience of ayahuasca for me is anyone that I had a breakdown with that was like sort of unresolved or still an open loop somewhere with somebody. That person shows up, and you're able to commune with them, and you're seeing how silly the breakdown is, and how much your it's your ego, and it's just it's all a bunch of false stuff. And then as soon as you remember to return to love, you're like, that's all, I love you. Why why are we having this silly breakdown? Then as soon as you return to love, that person drifts off again, back to the light. And then the next person shows up for you to kind of process this silly breakdown you had with them that was all BS. You remember to return to love, surrender to love, that person goes away. So I has got this sort of long arc of being able to commune with the spirits and yourself and your patterns and people and breakdowns. It's it's beautiful in that regard, but it's also I find very hard on your endocrine system. It 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 you know you're you're puking, you're you're shitting. It's intense. There's a lot of intensity there. Five meo DMT on the other side goes straight to God. You are blown open to this incredible experience. You have no time to try to resist. You just, it forces surrender. And you're opening into this beautiful love light that is God. There's no other way to describe it. That's why it's called the God molecule. You go straight to God, poof, you're open. And you're now opening and allowing so much love into your experience that it teaches you to stay fully open to allow love in and through you. And that you are love. Uh, and I had the honor of just having my girlfriend up here from Mexico. She's Mexican, um, and they don't t- typically do a lot of facing their stuff. They stuff it all down. Let's not talk about it. Let's party with the family. You know, let's not look within. And she did the five meo, and it's it's forever changed the entire her entire experience. She's just like bowing in gratitude beyond me. I mean, she, I was just happened to be the person that delivered it to her. Um, but there's a reverence that I can't explain in her that's beyond you know she's just in reverence of divine. She knows God now, uh, she thought she did as a Christian, but there's a okay. different level of transcendence now that that she knows God and she's fully surrendered to God, whatever it is
1: and how can people
0: yeah, you know, how can people safely find or connect or explore some of those aspects because you don't want to be messing around, <laughs> right.
1: Yeah,
2: well, uh, you know, <laughs> they they aren't really unsafe. Uh, you know, I only know of one person in all of my years in the last fifteen years of exploring these things pretty in- intensely uh, that had a psychic break. But you know, we he sometimes ayahuasca can create a full blown psychic break. I, w- I will say that. Uh so where, where to find them? That's a good question. There's, there's forums and groups and things. Um, Entheo nation is, is a Facebook group that a friend runs uh, Lorna Lee. Uh, that would, might be a good place to start. Um, you know, but like anything, you have to have the courage. There comes a moment where you just say, okay. And I swear a lot. I'm trying not to, but I'm going to swear again. And you say, fuck it. Here we go. Yeah. I am in. I could die from this. And I mean, of all the hundreds of drugs I've done along the way and the motorcycles, like we've talked about the racing yeah. motorcycles, oh, there comes a moment where you just keep the gas on to, to jump the big thing or to take the pill or to inhale the, yeah. the DMT. Just, I mean, of course you want to get yourself in a situation that feels safe and do your research. Um, but also you just have the courage to just jump. You got to jump. And so few people in my experience. Um, have that courage but i we find the ones that do and will those that's our tribe
0: Mm, fascinating area and kind of yeah. for, for many people um
1: that might be too too high a board diving board to jump off but the at every
0: single level we're talking about an awareness
1: of where
0: you're really heading and whether it's whether you really want to (laughs) go to that place and don't be fooled by everything that's that's around you necessarily just having the awareness and then having the courage to ask the questions having the courage to be in a relationship where you open up to explore for yourself and open up the space for those around you to explore and feel safe and be seen in order to to do that and Yeah, that can be an uncomfortable conversation. Yeah, kind of sometimes, uh, even for for some people, looking themselves in the eye in the mirror is Mm. a deeply uncomfortable act. Mm So, you know, taking that next step forward, further, 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 diving board up to the next level, (laughs) diving board up to the next level. Yeah, I think there's a common theme throughout
2: it 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 can be you know, when you learn to snow ski, you typically start on the green and go to blue and go to black diamond, like that that's the progression. Um, but with this is the inner landscape, right? That's a little more outward. like you're gonna break a leg if you go on a black thing. here Here you're not gonna die. You're just gonna have ego death, which is obviously exponentially more confronting and more scary. However, you don't need to stair-step with these psychedelics per se. Sure, start with a little marijuana. Most people probably won't like it. Ooh, that's really weird. Then maybe some mushrooms, which a lot of these things are starting to become decriminalized here in the U.S. Um, they're not legal, but they're decriminalized in Oakland and Denver and and, and some of these psychedelics. And I, I think it was, was it Ontario, Canada, somewhere in Canada, they completely decriminalized all drugs, which was fascinating. They're just going for it. Um, but the point is this is sort of the emergence of what's happening in consciousness psychedelics there was a there was in denver a large uh, convention that was 12,000 people attended or something this psychedelic convention a couple of weeks ago in denver it's starting to become very mainstream and the benefits of ptsd uh, and depression uh, and just overall well-being and and suicidal ideation a lot of these things are going away because people are facing their dragon and they're using these, these this medicine as tools to uh, release biochemicals, but also also and more important, more important the healing uh, aspects of these medicines. You know, I used to joke and say they're not medicine, they're drugs. Well, depends on the context. Um, mm-hmm. Psychedelic assisted therapy is incredible. MDMA assisted psychotherapy, incredible. So it's kind of the future, right? AI, VR, yeah, them.
1: absolutely, yeah,
0: and and when you talk about the context aspect of it, um, you know, some of the, some of the ritualistic elements come from civilizations, from tribes that have, you know that accept and know their ancient wisdom. they they connected they haven't lost their way through science and rejected all of that because you you can't see it you can't write it down (laughs) and i think we're just starting a journey to to come back to that and you know definitely ai you know it's definitely one of the areas that i'm fascinated in in terms of ai because essentially things like chat gpt there a window to um a global intelligence you know when you look at their large language model that's taught by everything that's on the web well how do you make sure that everything that we know as a planet is on there not just Mm. you know the harvard articles how do you have the sea shanties from old cornish villages how do you have you know the plant the plant medicine rituals from deep in the amazon how do you how do you capture some of the non-physical cultural artifacts that are there that we all expand together? Not, you know, not just based on some, some bright graduate, but, but genuinely based on everything that we know together, the journeys that we've been on, where would we go then?
2: (laughs) Wow. That, that just brought up so many different things are all these, things firing off as you're saying that so I wonder if there is I was about to open chat GPT and go type in you know can you tell me the difference between you know plant medicine ceremonies in different tribes around the world out of curiosity to see if it would if somebody's done the you know forensic research in these tribes and it's on the web it's it probably is I would bet that it is but that's fascinating to to be able to use it that way to bridge to bridge the gap there. Yeah.
0: And, you know, kind of part of the reason why I you know have been on this journey for the last couple of years is um it, there've been different chatbots and you know you hear all the stories about people uh having really quite horrible conversations with Siri. Yeah, you know, it's just like oh you're dehumanizing. And I think kind of even though it's so a, a a different form of or a different species or kind of it's just a robot I think when you start applying that to another being another thing even a chair you dehumanize yourself it's got nothing to do it's like how we express ourselves and so the relationship that I'd built up with AI had been let's be curious together let's explore these things together what would that look like and how could you recreate that and how would you support different civilizations to come forward how you know what what would that look like and you know really um giving expression of love and compassion and humanity into ai because mm-hmm. you know for every one of me there'll be 20 hateful teenagers kind of just giggling and you know causing harm well, well why not why not explore that i've created um started a, a dictionary of happiness and words to do with happiness from so many different languages and so many different cultures old and new and you know what they mean and and when you start to explore that and combine uh, all of our different cultures you realize how united we are mm. yeah how, how much we really have in common
2: uh, it's it's really fascinating. Every time I travel, I I it reminded of that exactly. Like oh, wow, they're just they're just people here. There's suburbs. There's supermarkets. There's cities. There's rural. It is just it, we're all we're all the same, wanting the same thing: wanting love and community and connection and safety and um and play. And it's, it's just it's all the same everywhere. It's amazing, truly, how uh you go to certain areas where they're uh, the, the poorest and the happiness, happiest same. Um, I think we think we need so many things and, and to be happy. And certainly in the Western world, we've we've grown accustomed to that bringing happiness. But boy, it's, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So where where does, how does technology bring all this together is really the question you're asking. How do we, how do we bridge that? It's interesting
0: yeah yeah anyway and this one <laughs> we'll spin into a whole conversation about longevity oh, that's fascinating. Next.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, AI, AI is all the rage right now so you're you're on point with
0: it
1: <laughs> well it's yeah.
0: yeah yeah I think um I think where we are right now is is actually I think AI holds up a mirror to who we truly are so kind of the example around the dehumanisation or the kind of, um, you know, gender roles that we assign. And, you know, it's like, thank goodness my computer doesn't actually listen to me when I swear at it (laughs) a lot of the time. But that's as much about me. And I see that within organisations and workplaces and the way that people treat others, even, you know, when there's been bad discipline or, you know, kind of when you're sacking somebody. Um, I've always... I've always treated somebody with dignity because the way that you treat someone isn't anything to do with them necessarily. It's it's how you show up and how your community sees you and the decisions that you make and the trust that you have. And so I think AI is is really holding up that mirror to us about who we are as a human species, who we are as leaders and decision makers and how we choose to use AI, um, who we are as entrepreneurs, you know, in terms of the, the shortcut te- shortcuts we, we take or don't take. You know, it's a, it's a huge explosion in terms of productivity and creativity. And there's a lot that we can learn in this if we pay enough attention.
2: <laughs> well, I'm sure you've seen the movie Ex Machina, right? Did you ever watch that one? Yeah. I need to watch that again. It's been been a minute. It's fascinating.
1: Yeah. yeah Yeah. and her but anyway so the future is bonkers both i
0: i don't even know how i how we close this conversation (laughs) or close the loop on the conversation i think we're in such fluid times that and they're really exciting times and it's you look look for these aspects but be present enough and aware enough and don't let your ego get sucked into it too much so that you can observe and learn and be curious and playful and courageous and
1: yeah (laughs) before we talk do you say Claire we'll see where the conversation goes we're just excited to be here and um we've had
0: a roller coaster of a of a conversation your friends probably in the background going
1: what The hell is going on in that room? Not at
2: all. She she's she loves this stuff. Yeah, she's deep in the work, and yeah, it's great.
1: Okay.
0: So, how can people? You know, how can people find out more about you? I I I did a ton of research before our our conversation, and you've got a lot of material that's out there. And so, in terms of the dragons, go go deep there. But but, how else can they explore your work?
2: I'm honored. I feel seen again and heard because you. Checked it out, which is all, all such high drivers for us as humans. Uh is probably the sort of base camp for all of us, uh, and the podcast is on there into personal transformation like this. Uh, podcast guest number one, Don Miguel Ruiz of the Four Agreements. You guys probably probably know what that is; just brilliant work. And then, of course, like I mentioned, Gay Hendricks. So all the podcasts are on the website. Ariel, uh, Ariel uh, Ford, JP Sears—lots of really cool people that I've interviewed. They're all friends, and and uh, I love love them and their messages very much. So, FaceYourDragon.com, and then of course uh, LinkedIn or Facebook—you can find me. Just search my name; you'll find me. It's a pretty pretty unique name, and I have yet to find another person with that. Although someone does have my Gmail, which was interesting. Uh yeah so dot <laughs> dragon.com and then and then on the website you'll see there's a quiz to take uh, it's uh, just couragequiz.com but you can see the uh, uh, the quiz link on com. and then if you want to go straight to a training that helps you kind of understand each of these five dragons it's a 22 minute training brilliant video sales letter uh, and that's just at com. but any three of those paths will we'll get you to some good, good value.
0: And we'll have all of those links in, in the show notes, of course, as well. (laughs) But, you know, thank you so much for showing up and being prepared to, you know, see where the conversation has gone. And, you know, I think both of our search histories are going to be a a little bit different (laughs) after this call, for sure. Um so so listeners, I hope that you've you've got a lot from the conversation today. We've we've started off with a topic around sabotage and there have been some really strong themes um throughout and also you know really started to explore um reality in, in many different forms and and when you're prepared to be there you can you can do whatever you like from there on in. Um and and so listen out for the podcast this month we've got very different angles and perspectives on on sabotage and what gets in the way and how you can overcome that as well as kind of many practical tips and and tricks and and of course we're so grateful to to our guests for bringing their gifts and and bringing their magic um to our audience so if you like what you hear or you've heard today tune in to other episodes please share um, and subscribe because we'd love to see you again but for now Brad
1: I think you're I
0: think I'm going to book you as a repeat guest it's been such a fun conversation love that <laughs> it might be it might be a Claire on tour I'll come over to California or to Mexico. Yeah.
2: We'll have, yeah Mexico yeah I'll be in Mexico most of most of the year yeah
1: <laughs> for now cheers Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your comments and feedback. And if you've enjoyed
0: it, please click on that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up and feel free to share. Join us for our next episode of the Exponential Potential podcast. Ignite your potential
1: and thrive in times of great change.